You're tuned in to the Morning Blitz. All they do is sit around and talk. On 102.5 U-Rock and the Rocking M app. Chugging along on a Friday here on the Morning Blitz. Glad that you could join us as always. Hit us up on our text line, the number 785-899-2222. Get your thoughts and comments in throughout the program. Anything that might be on your mind today. We welcome to the program our good friend from Chief Splits. That would be Nick Athen, who's kind to spend some time with us and talk about the Super Bowl. Nick, uh, good morning. And i got to say congratulations. You were half right. You said the Chiefs make the Super Bowl against the Lions. It's Lion- It's going to be Chiefs, of course, and 49ers. But, hey, 50% is pretty darn good. That's pretty good in today's world, but uh, let's be honest. If it wasn't for their head coach, it would be the Chiefs and the Lions in Super Bowl 58. But, hey, uh, it is what it is. The only thing that matters to me is that somehow, someway, after that uh, Christmas Day massacre at Arrowhead at the hands of the Raiders, the Chiefs uh, go to Las Vegas and got a chance to go back-to-back Super Bowls. It's not something I thought would happen back then, but uh, here we are. What what has what has changed since that point? I mean, and that's been a while. But what has changed yep. in that wide picture to get to this point, in your opinion? Well, it's probably the lucky hoodie I've worn ever since the uh, Cincinnati Bengals game. But uh, uh, all kidding aside, I think they just they they simplified the offense. They reduced their receiver personnel. Uh, they they went back to more two three tight end sets. Um, Patrick Mahomes just decided, hey, I'm going to take shots down the field when the opportunity is there, but uh, I'm not going to force anything. He's not thrown an interception since that game. He's not thrown an interception in the playoffs. He's not turned the ball over. You know, he may not put up 300 and 350 yards, but he he has shown enough ability to to take his shots and and throw some daggers and then be a terrific game manager – uh, something that we criticized Alex Smith for, what, five years in Kansas City. And now we appreciate that Matt Patrick Mahomes has the ability to be the assassin and the game manager, uh, you know, in a single four-quarter period, which is fascinating in itself. And I think this all kind of like, you know, came together. But I think the primary reason, Ross, is the defense. Andy Reid had the luxury of knowing his defense was great, and he said, listen, my defense isn't going to give up 20 points a game. So I just need to score 23 or 25 points a game. i got to figure out the best way to do that. Whether that's touchdowns or field goals, it doesn't matter. I have to trust my defense is going to make the big stop. And honestly, since that Bengals game, they've done nothing but that. No, you're right. The defense has been so <laughs> elite here. And it, it's just, it's been just a nice, gradual build. I mean, you want to give all the, the credit to, to Spagnolo for, for putting the defense together. He deserves sure. a lot of it. But how much does the front office deserve, you know, drafting these guys, finding the right guys, and, of course, Spagnolo piecing it all together? Yeah, that's, you know, you make a great point. I mean, a lot of people, you know, criticize Brett Beach because he didn't get a number one wide receiver. Well, guess what? He got a lot of cornerbacks. He got a lot of linebackers. You know, he has built, you know, a terrific defense you know, over the last several years. And it's, it's honestly quite remarkable. I mean, it goes back to, you know, Willie Gay and then they get Mike Dana and George Karloftis and, Drew, and they signed Drew Tranquil in free agency. You know, they, they plucked Legereus Sneed four years ago out of the fourth round and arguably he's a, he's a, he's a first round talent. 
you know, and then Jalen Watson and they signed Mike Edwards and you got Josh Williams and Shamari Connor and Trent McDuffie. And you just look at the accumulation of talent. And I think Peter Schrager said it best on uh, good morning football this week. He goes, the chief's defense is the best in the NFL or one of the best. And the reason that we don't know who uh, anything about that is because all these guys are young. They're all in their twenties outside of Chris Jones. They don't have a starter over, well, Mike Edwards, you know, he's obviously, you know, there as well, but they don't have any late aged guys. And there are a lot of no names. And, you know, I think what Brett Feach has done and what he realized is, you know, you got to have glue guys. You got to have guys that stick to one another. You got to have guys that can fill gaps. You have to have guys that want to play for the guy next to him. And that's what he's, that's what he's done. And it's remarkable and, yeah, he's had some shortcomings on the offensive side of the ball. You know, quite hasn't gotten the playmakers that, that a lot of fans want. But, you know, when you got the greatest player on the planet on your roster and you're paying him 50-plus million dollars, you got to be pretty creative when it comes to the salary cap, and you have to draft well. And though his first two drafts were pretty horrible, um, his last three have been brilliant. And that's the reason the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl, because he relied on and had success, and the coaching staff, and especially Steve Spagnola, has just created an atmosphere um, and, a, and, a, and, a, and a style of defense that, honestly, I have not seen since the uh, Hank Stram 69-70 Chiefs. That's been a while. That's been a while, to say the very least. Uh, Nick Athen, our guest here on the yeah. Morning Blitz from ChiefsBlitz.com. <clears throat> You made a point about Patrick Mahomes, how he's kind of the assassin and the game manager kind of all balled into one this mm-hmm. year. When when do you think he had to kind of realize that I need to be more of a game manager and not the guy that's taking shots all the time? I, I, I think during that Raiders fiasco, um, you know, where they had those two turnovers and, what, nine seconds and cost him 14 points. And both of those were just lack of concentration, trying to make something out of nothing. Um, and I just think he realized after that game, like, you know, I, I don't have, I, I really don't, I didn't have Tyreek Hill last year. I don't have anything close to that this year. You know, Juju Smith-Schuster kind of opened the field up quite a bit, you know, but he said, listen, I got to trust Rasheed Rice. I got to trust that Travis Kelsey is going to find his groove again. I got to lean on Isaiah Pacheco to run the ball. And when the Chiefs run the ball, they generally win football games. And I think it's just a culmination of all of it. And, you know, I mean, Mahomes is a chameleon. I mean, it's just, you know, uh, Lou Amarino, the defensive coordinator for the Bengals, you know, found a way to stop Patrick Mahomes in the AFC title game a few years ago. And so all these defenses in the National Football League started to change the way they approach Patrick Mahomes. And what has he done? Oh, he's going to become a game manager. Well, we can't. We can't. We can't defend that. We can't defend the screen passes and the, and the check downs and, the, you know, the, the, the slant patterns and, you know, we, we, we don't know how to defend that. And they're just – so Patrick Mahomes has elevated his game to say, okay, well, if this is what they're going to do, then I have to do this. It's not flashy. Uh, it's, not the, it's not the circus offense that we've seen in the past. But, you know, Patrick Mahomes realizes that the singular goal every year is to do what? Win the Super Bowl. And if they're going to win the Super Bowl, they're going to have to continually evolve and continually change. And I think that Raiders game was a wake-up call. They struggled a little bit early against the Bengals a week later to clinch the AFC West, but in the second half, even though they were down 10 points, they found a way to come back, and they started. you started to see, you know, what this football team could become. 
And then when the playoffs came and you saw what they did in the first drive against the Miami Dolphins, you knew that this team was special and Mahomes had figured it out. Nick, the wide receivers had been the talking point all season long, the drops and everything that was going on. And it just seems like as if in the playoffs, and in particular the last two games, everything has clicked. What has changed, in your opinion, with this wide receiver group, if anything at all? They've held on to the football. You know, they they, they haven't turned the ball over. They haven't had drops. Um, They've been very focused. And I think Mahomes has done a really good job of putting the ball in the best possible spot for the receivers to have success. And I think that's kind of overlooked. I think he kind of tried to force things earlier, you know, um, even though there were some obvious drops that any competent wide receiver should catch, I still think he took the pressure on himself. And I think what you're seeing now is Rasheed Rice understands his role. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantlin, you know, is, is a postseason guy. He plays well in the playoffs. you got a steady Justin Watson. You know, and, and, and Travis Kelsey is starting to catch the ball. Noah Gray catches the ball. You know, they're throwing the ball to the backs. And I just think the biggest thing is, you know, for the receivers, they're dialed in. They're focused. I mean, you know, the MVS catch against the Ravens, you know, I probably watched that play 50 times. And I marvel at his ability to turn his body and catch the ball in the only way he could. And he did it. You know, generally when a receiver hits the ground that hard, that ball pops up. And you just, they're just making plays. And that's all it is. And, you know, we we got on Andy Reid quite a bit because he kept saying, well, you know, we're just a tick off. And, you know, we're just, we're just one play away. And we're just this, 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 and this. And in the end, he was right. And uh, he trusted the receivers. And Mahomes trusts these guys. I mean, everybody wanted to run MPS out of the building, including yours truly. But, you know, Patrick never gave up on him. And I think that's just a credit to him uh, that, I, that, that he's able to have that kind of confidence in the receivers, despite the fact that they've struggled for three quarters of the year. Nick Athlin, continue to join us here on the Morning Blitz, talking the Super Bowl Chiefs and 49ers. Let's flip over to the 49ers. If there's a couple of things that, that have you, if anything, concerned in this game, what would they be? Well, I, I, the obvious one is Christian McCaffrey. You know, he was voted with the NFL AP um, Player of the Year yesterday. He actually showed up at the event last night. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, you know, I listen, he scares me for the aspect of he can do so many things with a football. He, he can run, he can catch, he can block. Um, you know, he's a game changer. He's a guy that can take over a game. We've seen it throughout his career. You know, he's had, what, 1,400 yards or something like that this year and, and, you know, 13 or 14 touchdowns, which isn't a lot if you really think about, you know, some of the great backs who have put up incredible numbers. But he just finds a way to find the gap. And the Chiefs played him last year in San Francisco. That was the first game after the trade. And, and he kind of gashed the Chiefs early, and then, you know, the Chiefs were able to kind of stop the run, and, of course, they had a big lead. So, you know, they weren't running the ball. And, and that's what scares me in this game. If, if, if Christian McCaffrey has got a buck 25, you know, in a touchdown and maybe another 30 yards in receiving, uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a tough day for the Chiefs. He's the guy they have to stop. They have to force, um, you know, their young quarterback, Brock Purdy, to, to throw the ball. Now, Brock can throw the ball. He's very good 
Um, he's, he's, he, he understands this offense. He's a perfect fit for, for Kyle Shanahan. Um, but the bottom line is I'm not concerned about any, any one player other than Christian McCaffrey. If the Chiefs stop Christian McCaffrey, they're going to win this game by double digits. If Christian McCaffrey has a big game, um, it's going to be a fourth quarter field goal turnover, um, you know, a, a special play by Mahomes um, to, to win back-to-back Super Bowls. That is the only thing in my mind in watching the tape and looking at everything, even though they've got, you know, Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuels, you know, their offensive line is not good. Uh, the, the, their defense is not as good as the Super Bowl um, 54 unit. Um, they've definitely got some holes in the secondary that the Chiefs can take advantage of. So to kind of answer your question in a roundabout way, you know me, I like to ramble. Um, Christian McCaffrey, <laughs> you stop him, the Chiefs are going to win this game by double digits. What about, is there any concern at all about maybe, you know, pressuring Mahomes, you know, Bosa and the guys they have up front getting pressure? I know the Chiefs offensive line has been pretty good all year long, but, I mean, any yeah. any concern there? <clears throat> no, not really. I mean, what they did – you know, if I went back and watched the game, you know, from last year, and what they did basically is they they threw screen passes to his side, uh, to his his side of the field when he was rushing. Uh, they moved the ball away from him. Sometimes they just attacked him straight on. You know, he's not an overpowering defender, um, but he's very very good. Don't get me wrong. Um, but but the Chiefs had a pretty good plan last time uh, to kind of negate all of his strengths, and I suspect they'll do it again and again. They don't have the defensive line they even had last year or the year before. You know, they're counting on some guys. You know, Armstead is, is a great defensive tackle. Hargrave, who came over as an unrestricted free agent from Philly, you know, is very good. Chase Young, the trade from Washington, but he really hasn't done much. You know, Fred Warner's their best, obviously, their linebacker. You know, and, and Tavarius Ward's probably their best secondary guy. And I think he's, you know, he's above average. He's not elite. And so I think when you kind of pile up their defense and think, well, Okay, Blitz Mahomes, the Dolphins tried it, the Bills tried it, the Ravens tried it, and it wasn't successful. Um, sitting back and waiting and playing zone isn't successful. So they've got to figure out, okay, we have, to, we have to take one aspect of Mahomes' game away, and I think there's so much to his game that that's going to be difficult to do. So I think they can negate Nick Bosa. If the final one here for you in 60 seconds, if the Chiefs win this, I mean, what does it mean for their franchise? What does it mean for Andy Reid, for Patrick Mahomes? I mean, everyone's going to say the word dynasty, of course, but what does it really mean for the Chiefs to win it back-to-back Super Bowls, which is such a difficult thing to do first and foremost, and to continue this amazing run that they've been on? I, I think my biggest takeaway when the Chiefs win Sunday is this. They are going to show every NFL team that they are the best and that they can go against any defense, any football team, any coach, and no matter what, they will find a solution to win. This is the most disorganized, dysfunctional football team in the Patrick Mahomes era we've ever seen up until about a month ago. And I think when you look back at the season after they win the Super Bowl and you take a couple of months to, to, to take a look at it from a 50,000-foot from a view, you're going to say that is the most remarkable run for an NFL team that has to do four things to win a Super Bowl. Beat the Miami Dolphins. Beat the Buffalo Bills. 
beat the Baltimore Ravens and beat the San Francisco 49ers, arguably the four best teams in the NFL outside of Kansas City. And I think everybody will appreciate it. And if they win this Super Bowl, when they win the Super Bowl, they will be considered the beginning of the dynasty. They'll have a chance to do something that no other NFL team has ever done, and that's to win more Super Bowls than the uh, New England Patriots. So I, I think this is a big game. I think they know this, and I think they're going to be ready, and I expect this to be a, a not very close game uh, into the second half. Nick Athens, Chiefsplits.com. Nick, it's always great to have you on, my friend. Thank you for the time. All right, buddy. Take care. Once again, great stuff there from Nick Athen of Chief Splits. We'll take a quick break. We come back. We will dive into some thoughts that Nick had. We'll also make our own predictions on Super Bowl 58 that kicks off at uh, 530 Central, 430 Mountain Time. Of course, you can watch it on CBS. But, of course, listen on our family sister, our family of sister stations, which will be 100 points of the ride and AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State. We'll get to all that next year on The Blitz.